Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for a bit of a cry? The shelter, Animal SOS, is about to take us behind the scenes at the DSPCA, where we'll meet some incredible humans and a lot of very cute animals. And to chat about all that goes on in the DSPCA, we're joined by veterinary surgeon Elise O'Byrne-White. Morning, Elise. Morning, how are you? I'm very well. It's Dermot here with you. I know uh, the shelter Animal SOS airs tonight at 7pm on RT1. Congratulations. But you know what? I've been going through your Twitter feed. And did I see that you have been tagging Taylor Swift in posts of cute animals in the hope that she will notice you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think... uh, I don't think she has noticed us, though. Yeah, we had a little dog come in... um, tiny little thing that came in uh, to us a, a couple of weeks ago and we decided to call her Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> it was actually the time that her album came out. So, so we tried to, to do names that are kind of topical and, and, and relevant. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> we didn't get, any, we didn't get any, any mention from her though. Oh, but look, you got to do what you got to do. Were you hoping that, you know, just you're a Taylor Swift fan and that she'd know that you exist? Or are we hoping that she'd come in and basically pay for all the animals to be rescued for the next five years yeah that would have been best case scenario <laughs> that would have been best case scenario but even a mention would have got would have gone down well um, but have. i suppose but she's more of a cat lady as far as i'm aware so we mm. probably made a mistake there by uh by going with a dog instead of a cat yeah well look we're really looking forward to seeing behind the scenes of the shelter animal sos because i think people's view of the DSPCA might be quite a narrow one in terms of there's just loads of sick and rescued animals that get sort of delivered to you and you all have to kind of work out where they go. There's there's a lot more going on. So could you maybe bust a few myths about what people believe the DSPCA does and tell us exactly what kind of stuff you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, of course. Um, I suppose we have a very wide variety um, of roles um, Primarily, we do look after those animals that, that come in through the gates that are that are stray or that have been neglected or that our owner surrenders. Um, we also have a huge amount of wildlife that comes through through the gates. Um, on whatever state they come in, you know, some animals that need a high level of, of medical attention and veterinary care. Um, but our general principle is that we rehabilitate what comes through the doors, and then and then we try rehome them. Um, to, to the right family so there's different elements of that process that bring us to different parts of the shelter so the veterinary team is, is, is a kind of the initial the initial processing part but then it goes down to to the rehoming and the rehabilitation stage and then our adoptions team step in and then they're responsible for rehoming animals to to different people or families and um, so it's kind of there's a lot going on in, in, under one roof Mm. And, I mean, it's not just cats and dogs. Uh, primarily, I'd say you get a lot of those. But what kind of other wildlife do you get in? Absolutely everything. Uh, absolutely everything. I get uh, seagulls, magpies, swans, hedgehogs, badgers, deer. Um, uh, look, we got some ferrets in the other day. And I, I think recently as well, the Queen Maeve became famous. She was a, a giant Flemish rabbit that was picked up in a park. So... It's absolutely everything. Everything comes through the doors. I've had a few corn snakes and a few terrapins come in as well. So wow. I, I, it's, it's a wide variety of animals. 
Well, like being a human doctor is one thing because, you know, whoever is lying there in front of you that need, requires help generally has the same biology, the same makeup, and the organs tend to be in roughly the same place. Uh, yeah. When you're seeing everything from terrapins to seagulls, do you literally have to know these animals, the huge variety, literally inside out? Yeah, you do. And uh, I think that's, that is the challenge of being a vet. You know, you're basically a doctor for everything on the planet except people. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, that that is a challenge. But, you know, there's basic principles that you apply um, to, to your main sort of species. And then, you know, if you're going even, I suppose, if you're going away, like we had the deer in last week, um, you know, that's, that actually has a closer digestive system to a cow. So, you know, you just apply those kind of principles um, principles to that and when you're giving veterinary care. Because I absolutely don't know everything. Um <laughs> But you do have to kind of figure it out as you go um, with the with some of the wildlife uh, because they do re- they do require kind of specialised um, veterinary care, especially the the little terrapins and the little turtles. We had one that came in um, before Christmas and he need he was very very sick and he couldn't um, he couldn't he wasn't really eating, so he had to get a, a basically a stomach tube placed. Um, and then you know I wouldn't be specialised enough to do that, so yeah. I asked. I ask for help from from a more specialised vet, so it's kind of sometimes we do need to ask for help for the for those kind of weird and wonderful creatures. But for the for the general wildlife, we we generally just um, we kind of get used to knowing what what the normals are. Mm. Something I've always wanted to ask a vet is that you know in TV shows where yeah. you see like a criminal. Uh, who can't go to the hospital because obviously he's just in too deep. So usually they get taken to, you know, this... Uh, <laughs> bear with me on this, at least. Okay. You know, they get taken to, you know, there's some clinic after hours and, and there's a medic in there and they go, for God's sake, I'm a vet. I can't take the bullet out of this man. If, yeah. if someone came into you in that shape, could you actually operate on, them, on, on a human if you had to? Do you know what? That's crossed my mind as well. Um, <laughs> In a weird way, sometimes I've thought about that. Uh, to be honest, obviously I would be struck off and my license would be removed. Um, so that would be the end of me. But I think the general principles are pretty similar. Uh, okay. Because you know, as a vet, you do. We probably do a little bit more because we're a GP. We do the we do dentals. Um, mm. We do the anesthesia. Uh, we do all of the surgery. We do the recovery, and then um, off you go. So from beginning to end, we kind of have a good gist of everything. So. Yeah, I'd hedge my bets. Okay, well, if I get implicated in a crime and I can't go to a normal hospital, I know where to go. I can see Sean, my producer, has his head in his hands about my choice of questions. But uh, you know, these are the things that we need to know that cross our minds, and I'm glad it has crossed your mind as well. Um, but obviously, you have a very interesting background, as well as being a you know the wonderful vet that you are and now a TV star. You're also a rugby player for Leinster. How's that going? Yeah, it's going great. Um, to be honest, I'm very lucky to be able to balance the two. Um, I was at the Leinster Awards night there on Sunday evening, so that was that was the kind of the end of the season. Um, but we're actually starting back into our Interpro Series training now um, in the next couple of weeks because we start back in August. That's when all our games are. So generally, you know, I do do the job here, and then I spend the evenings um, evenings training, and you know on the pitch and then it's a good balance to have both um, I really enjoy it Yeah I was going to say and obviously we should point out that you have been capped for Ireland um, and uh, congratulations on that uh, yeah. but you know as you say it's a nice 
thing to do to unwind, to use maybe a different part of your brain and to get your head out of work? Because I suspect, you know, dealing with these animals, you create a bond and I'm sure you see some stuff that stays with you, you know, particularly when you're dealing with a, with a difficult uh, animal who's, who's facing a particular challenge. Yeah, definitely. And when you have those, those sort of uh, cases that come through the door, they require your full attention and they, they, you always are going to have an element of emotional investment in it. Um, and we have, a, we have a wonderful team here, you know, a wonderful team of um, veterinary nurses and ACAs. So we all support each other. But at the end of the day, when you go home, home and you can go out and go training and, you know, sweat it out, you actually come back in the next day with a fresh head. Mm. Um, and you might have just overlooked something the day before uh, or you, you want to change something in the plan. And I really think they balance each other because otherwise you'll just burn out. Um, there's, a, there's too much, um, there's too much to, to both sides of either training or doing veterinary. I think they balance, so it's better to do both and um, come in with fresh eyes um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, look, we're very excited to see tonight's episode. As I mentioned, yes. it's 7pm on RT1. We're going to follow your uh, fellow vet, Una, treating a lurcher named Lucy, who has a badly broken leg. Um, we go inside the cattery. Maybe Taylor Swift could be interested in this part of the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's looking after an elderly cat with weight issues. And even, um, wow, the cat arrived over 10 kilos. Do you get a lot of overweight animals coming in? Yes, we we don't technically get a huge amount of overweight animals unless their owner surrenders, but in general practice is the big issue, getting obese animals. Um, Angel came into us, um, yeah, over 10 kg. She was morbidly obese. Uh, unfortunately, it was just she was overfed. Um, and uh, it was a sad story in that the owner had to go into care, so was no longer able to look after Angel. So when she arrived, she was obese, and we had to start her on her, her weight loss journey um she's a wonderful uh, personality and i think everybody fell in love with angel during her time at the shelter we had to um because she was barely able to walk she could barely get you know two meters so the only motivation she had was food so um wow. colin the head of cattery did a great job he um we had to move her about started off with about her 20 feet away from the cattery and she'd have to walk down to her dinner bowl and uh, yeah, I, I think everyone will enjoy her story. Um, mm. it, she's a very lovable, very lovable cat. Um, and it, it is just an example of one of the stories that goes on. You know, the animals are the stars of the show. Yeah. And that's the best bit, getting to see see what goes on here. Yeah, and hopefully it'll encourage people uh, and not to overfeed their animals, certainly make them make them more aware of uh, that, you know, handing the your pet a treat is not uh, always the right thing to do. Uh, Elisa Byrne White, uh, vet and Leinster rugby player and of course star of the shelter Animal SOS on tonight RTE 1 7pm. Thanks for chatting to us today. Thanks a million. Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9am.